Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. This place is nice. I really like the music that they play. Bob Ellis on the drums. <laughs> I'm part of Schaefer's Top Jazz Orchestra. It's the best music school in the country. The key is to just relax. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about what the other guys are thinking. You're here for a reason. Have fun. Five, six, and... I want to be great. And you're not. We got Buddy Rich here. Little trouble there. You're rushing. Here we go. Five, six, and... Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? You are a worthless pansy ass who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl. So how's it going with the studio band? Good. Yeah, I think he likes me more now. I push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that is an absolute necessity. I want to be one of the greats. And because I'm doing that, it's going to take up more of my time. And this is why I don't think that we should be together. I would never let him put my son through hell. Why would you let him get away with what he did to you? There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. How's it going? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Sucktastic, Oscar edition. That's right. Tell me you could hear the uh, the audio I got yes, coming I in. I, I mean, what we just played? Everything. Yeah, you I can hear it all. Oh, We're good, good, good. Excelente. And what I heard uh, was the trailer to the movie Whiplash, which is up for right. Best Picture and a few other things. I believe Best Original Screenplay. Uh, yes, it is. And uh, is he up, is um what's his name up for an Oscar for best actor or supporting actor? J.K. Simmons. The winner, which will be J.K. Simmons, is up for best supporting. Uh, fucking shit. Take it I to mean, the bank. I I I, I just wanna, and we're, and we'll be reviewing uh, two films this week uh, that are coming up as best picture Oscars, uh, Oscar nominees, blah blah blah. Uh, this Whiplash and Birdman, both yep. films with a drum soundtrack, and both about 
uh, the individual striving for greatness through their art, uh, right. which was almost totally accidental when we chose to pick these two together. So, Well, we've been trying to get them uh, the pictures that we review now that we're doing two a week for the Oscars. We're trying to kind of coincide them a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I love, I love, is that dirty or is that clean? That's clean. That's dry. Oh, clean, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Nice clean martini. Uh, let me tell you, whenever I hear jazz, I'm not a jazz guy <clears throat> in the least. Uh-huh. But, but whenever I hear it, it always makes me want to go to like a top shelf bar and just overpay for alcohol. I don't know why. It just makes me want to get dressed up, go to a top shelf bar have a ridiculously amazing meal, and drink overpriced alcohol. You know what makes me want to drink overpriced alcohol? What's that? Cheap alcohol. <laughs> uh, now, let me pull up the Oscar nominees. Should now, we... we uh, I, I, mentioned, uh, I mentioned when we first talked about doing all the Oscar films, and I think you agreed, that uh, unlike past years where it's been a lot of shit, where it's like, eh, why, are they, eh, why especially now that they bumped it from five to up to ten... Uh, this I was very impressed with the lineup this year. Like a lot of stuff that's like, oh, not only even if I don't want to see it, it looks like it's a good film. A lot of positive stuff, and uh, this is my favorite week so far because Whiplash, uh, I thought was a great film. I loved it. Uh, I, I really I mean, did. I loved it. The, the the I came away from that film thinking of American Sniper. How so? Because with American Sniper, there's all this stuff about. You know, oh, he kills, he's killing, and this and that, and the undertone of death and the murder, and you know, this tension, and oh, the horrors of war, and never really feel it. I mean, I personally, it's like, ah, okay, yeah, I get the theme. We know we've been here. An hour to this film, I'm wishing somebody had a gun. Right. It's <laughs> like there, there, uh, there is. Uh, I, I, I think I would probably. You know, it's, it's like, who do you want to swap places with? Uh, I don't know. Iraq doesn't sound so bad at right now. This is fucking insane. This is—it's just in, well. Uh, what's what's interesting? JK oh yeah, is fucking. That's all you got to say. Yeah, I mean, I watched this with uh, friends of ours, our musicians. One of them actually has a doctorate in uh, uh, trumpet, and <laughs> it's what? impressive, but it sounds silly. I'm not. Oh well, well yeah. <laughs> I'm not knocking the, having a doctor in anything, but just that, saying doctor. I'm sure there's a better name for it than what you just said. I'm sure it's like I'm sure it's not trumpeteering called, like, or whatever. He's, got a he's a doctor trumpeter. It's, oh he, yes, we we call him. Jeffy. We talk. We we just we call him doctor. You know, just <laughs> no, Doctor Bol- Bolton. See, that's if if you're a doctorate, it, it involves trumpets. I don't call you doctor unless I like you, and well, that's we, not. <laughs> we oh, do sure it to like poke to fun, but also to be respectful, all at the same time. <laughs> I, no, actually, I take that back. If I knew someone had a doctorate for trumpet, I would definitely call them doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, I take that back. Well, I'm you wrong. you've actually met met these people. They've been at a, a bunch of our gatherings. Oh, were, so, were they were they one of the ones I liked? Uh, yes, actually. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we we watched this film with them, and. Uh-huh. Uh, they, you know, because they know the ins and outs of just about everything that's going on in this movie. So it was actually pretty cool to watch a movie like this with someone that knows their shit. And uh, one of them was, you know, just like at the end of the film, just like white knuckle. You know, it's like if they're getting that way, then you know they did something right. Yeah. But also watching this film with them, it's like, yeah, that person's not playing. That person's pretending to play. That person actually knows how to play. It's like, stop it. You're ruining the effect. <laughs> I'm not a musical person. I like music, but I don't play an instrument. Uh, maybe a little guitar in the past, but nothing serious. So it's like, you don't do that. You're ruining it for me. But And this is one of those films where, I mean, again, I, I, I actually have jazz has grown on me in the past like five years or so. And I actually do. I don't, I couldn't like name jazz players for you i just know i, I like the sound of it right. um you know pandora will play it for me occasionally uh, uh but nice. i don't know i'm not into music my thing is films and literature uh i don't know much about music so this isn't like it's, it's like like sports films 
eh, not the sports films. But when you see one that's good, it doesn't matter if you're not into it. It's just exactly. a good movie. And this, you cannot give a shit about music in the least. And that's that's not what this film's about. And okay, if 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 music completely bores you, maybe some of the music sequences are going to bore you a bit. But there's such a dynamic with the characters. I mean, this is really, I mean, uh, Miles Teller, who plays Andrew in the film, I, he was, uh, the, my exposure to him was in 21 and over. I don't know if you even saw that one. I, I never, no, never did. It, yeah, it, it's, it was another, it was like, uh, it was like the, okay, let's do, let's do another um, uh, Harold and Kumar this year. That kind of thing. Teen comedy, kids out drinking. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and it really kind of underlined for me that, like, it's got to suck being like a, a a teenager like getting into the industry because like you make it big oh i'm gonna be in films and like yeah we're gonna put you in this film you're an asshole alcoholic teenager who runs around making snide comments of like so i mean that's that's your exposure oh now this is how the whole world sees me so like transitioning and that's not the only film he's done but that's like what i saw him as so transitioning to from that to something like this which is such an, an emotional uh character emotional performance uh, frenetic. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you know what's interesting about about him. Uh, I this is my first exposure to him, at all. Uh-huh. And then I, the only reason I even recognized him when I start watched this was because I had actually seen the the new Fantastic Four trailer. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Before I saw this, so you know, I, I that's where I first really saw him was the Fantastic Four trailer, which is underwhelming. Um, but I'm glad I saw him in this hey, first. Dude, look what it's following. Well, yeah. It, you know, and I don't want to get sidetracked on Fantastic Four, but I, no, when no, that tra- no. I, I didn't know that trailer was coming up, and I remember saying to somebody like a couple weeks ago, I was like, you notice how they have all these crossovers with the Marvel films, but they haven't done anything with the Fantastic Four films? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder there's, why. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Although they just announced well, that Spider-Man is going to cross over into uh, Captain America. Uh, and then obviously other films too. Is it, is it going to be the same kid, or are they going to switch him again? They already got rid of that guy. That's what was his name, James Garfield or something Garfield. Oh really? He's not yeah, going to that, that two oh, films. Yeah. That's it. That's it. They, they're oh. already going to reboot that, and it's hey. going to be he's the Spider Man is being thrown into the Marvel universe uh, officially now. Uh, it's, so. it's like they don't, even, they don't even care anymore. <laughs> it's like yeah, throw a couple, you know. Well, they probably should have thrown him in from the very beginning when they started doing it, but they couldn't get him in there. That's probably yeah. Sony's fault. Well, I mean, like switching character, you know, switching actors. I mean, they're going to oh. get. I thought he was fine as Spider-Man. I guess you know what he's he was fine, but he's not a draw, so there's no reason not to swap him. It's not like right. he's not like uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. You know, sure, you're not or, even, switch, you're or not even a Tobey Maguire. What? Or even Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Again, yeah. Everyone knows Tobey Maguire, but yeah, that's not why they're going to see the film. So, right. I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, you can't really swap him out that easily. Well, what's interesting, when they gave Robert Downey Iron Man, everyone was like, what the fuck are they doing? And then... I thought it was brilliant. I don't know. No, I thought it was great, too. But there was a lot of... You know what? We're not talking about that. We're talking about Whiplash. All right. Um, With with Miles Teller, I I also want to underline, like, his previous stuff that he did. Uh, He was in a film called The Musicians, which I never saw. Uh, What what else haven't I seen him? He was in Moonlighters. Oh, I definitely didn't see that. So, uh, (laughs) whatever that is. Then he was in uh, Footloose remake. Ha, gee, Ooh. guess what? Never fucking saw it. Then he was in Project X, where he was another drunk teenager. <laughs> so and I, and well, I forget who we played in Spectacular. Uh, when you're, you know, in your early twenties, that's the kind of work you're going to get. That that's why I was saying it's it's going to be so hard to be a teenager, uh, you know, unless you look like a nerd, because then that's a whole different ball game. But just being because you're going to end up playing these very stereotypical, very cliche roles. And for him to get into something as uh, just just something like this that just blows you away, his performance right. is just—I mean, it, it, I, I can—I almost see uh, his character practicing the drums, uh, a parallel to how it must have been like for him to prepare for such a, a an intense role. Oh yeah, you know, it's um, just, I didn't do any homework on. Uh, obviously, he's he. Just the fact that he's been in three movies where music is, you know, the the subject of the film, the main plot, I would imagine that he's a musical person or that he knew how to play the drums 
already and just had to really just get into this role for the jazz part of it. Um, because when you watch him on those drums, I mean, he's doing everything. It's not like he's pretending to hit cymbals and drums, right. and he's doing it. No, he, he's a, he's, he was a drum player in, in uh, originally. He played drums since he was 15. Okay. So, I mean, and obviously for a role I mean, like this, they're not just going to get somebody... You know, and the thing is, too, he's got scars on his face. I'm assuming that's real, because it's not explained in the no, film. No, those are, those are real scars, yeah. Yeah, did they... Again, I haven't read up much on him. Have they said how he got that? I no, I never. I don't care enough to read up on that part. Uh, he has scars. Most people have scars. It's not no, like no, half his face is like you know. It's not like it's not in the shape of uh, Brazil or anything. So we'll give <laughs> yeah, shit. no. But there, there's prominent scars on his chin. Uh, you know, two across the cheek, one on the, on the neck. So it's like, I I'd, I'd be interested to find out how that happened. Whether it's something stupid, something I'm not, that he couldn't but, avoid. Okay. I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting. It was something that was brought up when we were watching the film. Because they actually used it in the film in a couple of instances. Like, when mm -hmm. they're practicing, they go in. It's a 9 p.m. practice. And Fletcher is doing a round robin with all his drummers. And he says, we're not leaving this room until one of you gets it right. And they show the progression of time from 9 to 11.30. And yes. then he brings everyone in and says, okay, we can start. And then the next shot, uh, progression of time, is it's you know like 2.12 in the morning. And they just show him like literally just dogging it. You know, yeah. and the way the light hits his face, it's like you see every scar. And it works for the scene, you know. It's like they didn't even try and hide the scars that much because they just wanted to show how ragged he was being run by by Fletcher uh, Fletcher's character in the film, so it's uh, and again J.K. Simmons, holy shit, it just cannot express enough. I just kept hearing a lot of of you know a lot of hubbub about his performance and that he's pretty much he's got it. It's guaranteed. It's his man. There I there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I don't have to see. I've seen uh, almost all of the other best supporting actors. I haven't. I think I, I haven't seen two of them. He's got it. I don't need to see them all. I know it. It's just something yeah, you feel. Let me grab my list here. Best supporting actors. Um, supporting. Uh, I've. I haven't seen the Judge or Foxcatcher yet. But uh, uh, the only one I haven't seen, if I'm not mistaken, I believe is the Judge. Yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke, but he, no. he's not winning shit for Boyhood. And um, Ed Norton for Birdman. Uh, I, I don't he, know. I, he's good. He's, he's good, but it, not we'll, for we'll anything. Talk more about that. Not, not for, for anything. anything. No, no, not, not for anything. Not for something. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, not for okay. anything. His not best perform. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. Let's let's move on. If it's not for nothing, continue. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, so you have Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. That's a no. You have Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher. That's a no. Uh, Robert Duvall in The Judge, I heard, is very good. But I don't think good enough to beat J.K. Simmons. Well, uh, that's that's the only other one I haven't seen besides Foxcatcher, so I'll, I'll catch up on that. And then Ed Norton in Birdman. Um, he's good, but his performance in Fight Club, probably, if you take that secondary-type character like that, it's a shame he never got nominated for that, but I would go... I would I would say that in that type of role is probably the best thing he's ever done like that. Um, you lost me halfway through that sentence, but why? Because the last part was just this and that and the other, so I don't know. What I'm just saying as a supporting not, acting role, Fight Club is probably the best thing he's ever done. Okay, not that, that makes sense. All right, not that anything else he he's done isn't any good. I'm just saying no, Birdman ain't it. Keep it up. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to one of my children. And uh, and then uh, for original screenplay, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's really going to come down to uh, well, it's not up for original screenplay. I thought it was. Um, it's adapted, adapted isn't screenplay. It? No, wait, no, wait, I, you know, I'm mistaken. I could have sworn I saw it for best original screenplay. My mistake. I read the uh, sheets wrong. Is it up for either? Either? Um, it's adapted. No, it's not up for I, it. 
It is adapted, sorry. Yeah, that, that was my mistake. Okay. It's up for adapted. So, I mean... What's it up I mean, against an adapted? Uh, American Sniper. Fuck that. No. Uh, Imitation Game. Maybe. Maybe. It was a good, good decent film. Uh, Inherent, uh, Inherent Vice, which I have not seen yet, and I haven't I read have, the book. I haven't seen um, it yet either. Theory of Everything. Eh. So, I, I mean, I would love for... Uh, as, far, as far as screenwriting craft... Uh, having seen Imitation Game, American Sniper, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash, uh, I mean, I want to go Whiplash just because it, it, it has it's, it's very understated. Uh, there's a lot going on there that's not spelled out. But Hollywood loves a love story, so they'll probably go Theory of Everything. Yeah, they also like homosexuals, so the Imitation Game might. Uh, <laughs> and really, and really, uh, I mean, I mean, the only one I didn't care for was American Sniper. That's the only one that definitely shouldn't get the screenplay. Yeah, and I don't think Hollywood uh, is the type to go, you know, America, <laughs> and then go give it to American Sniper. Uh, all right, now, now, especially because say, of all the allegations lately for Chris Kyle. Right. Yeah, but don't, they they're not against they're not going to go against war films because don't forget they did do the uh, Hurt Locker. Yeah, and what was the Hurt Locker? But American Sniper, but for smart people. Well, yeah, but I think in this instance. They are in the the they they are in the ballpark of it's nice to be nominated, and they're going to leave it at that. American Sniper probably isn't winning shit this year. American Sniper only got nominated because it was very popular, and that's it. Yeah, and it didn't actually start raking in serious cash until it went into a wide release. Uh, Honestly, in January. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm sure I could pick like a dozen other films that were better written than that. And not because sure. it was poorly written, not because it was poorly written, but just because there's so much better writing out there. Oh, yeah. Um, Whiplash, though, I get it, like the, the, the dialogue. Uh, but again, there's Whiplash has these... Uh, uh, the movie itself you could kind of take as a jazz number because it has these peaks and the valleys uh, and there's like these quiet parts and then there's this, the, the, you know, the, these uh, cacophony... Uh, I can't get the word right. There's like this violent moments, uh, both both visually You're and say cacophony. But I was trying to do a different form of it. Oh, okay. And I I stopped short. Uh, okay. Thank you for pointing that out. And uh, yeah, this is a guy that couldn't say manipulative like two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I tried it like six times on the air. Hey, yeah, I back in the old days, I would have edited it out, but fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The film is very fulfilling for me too because uh, the ending, it's not a it's not a clear ending. It's not a, no. uh, I mean I mean it's it does it doesn't take much for you to decide who you who you know what what you consider right and wrong. J- they make J K J K Simmons a sympathetic character, but they don't. I mean, but they give you enough room to make your own decision on whether he's justified or not and how he acts as a teacher, as a professor, as a uh, band leader. Right. But they don't really leave any. Um, I mean, they they give you so much that you're 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 able to say, okay, you know, what? even if you are philosophically correct, fuck that, no, and the you the only thing you really you're really following uh, Miles Teller's character of Andrew, just with the struggle of you know uh, how much do you take, what's worth it, what's not, you know, trying to dedicate yourself to something. Uh, and and it, the film really pulls you into both characters. You, you, you don't see either as just a uh, as a cardboard character uh, cliche. There's really a depth to it that has you, even if you're solidly for one character and against the other, you understand both and you really connect with both at least at least on some points. Well, I, well, I think what that ending does, uh, like you just said, if you're either for one or for the other, at that ending really brings you in the middle between the two. Yeah, I think the, what the ending does, um, and we're able to talk about this without spoiling it, is that it really leaves you to, okay, who won this? <laughs> Are there any withers? Or, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's ambiguous, but not in a bad way. It's not like uh, um, uh, Lost in Translation. Ooh, what did he say? <laughs> I won't get started on that. But it's, it's, it's a good kind of ambiguous where, okay, you know, there are no straightforward answers you know black and white answers in life this is where you have to you know it's the kind of thing you talk about after the film sure 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So and so it's not it's not just like it's not just like an hour and a half of uh, oh fuck you like a pig. It's it, it's character building and bringing up these questions of you know uh, of whether or not you agree with these philosophies on for either character, and uh, what you know, is there even a side to choose? Right. No. It, and and I wish we could talk about the ending because I I watched it twice. I liked it so much. Um, just everything about the ending I liked. Everything. And like I just really when when that when this, when the scene goes black, credits roll. It it it's not yeah, open ended. It, it it it's not left for interpretation. Um, no, no, you're, you're not really well. Kind of. I mean, you're not staring at the screen, saying too much in the. Oh man, what happens next? You kind of you kind of know. Well, you kind of you don't know, know for sure, next. but you kind of well, know. Well, well. You know what happens next. Life goes on. The, mm-hmm. At that point, and at that point, uh, a, a a vision has been realized, and you can you can walk away from that and say both characters, in one way or another, were correct. the The open ended part of that is the debate of, you know, <laughs> what was, the fuck? Was you know, Fletcher, was all, was was Fletcher this, wrong? Yeah. Was well, was either were either of them wrong? Was all this worth it? Is this you know as is this the is this worth is this the goal? And if it is, is yeah. it worth the, the journey? And what's after that? So I mean, yeah, it ends right there because they've they've hit that moment, uh, and there might be moments after that. But I I, I don't think it's a clear cut ending. I mean, it's a clear cut ending as far as like we you know there's no like oh yeah, it's not it's not like Karate Kid two after when they meet in the parking lot. <laughs> Karate Kid <laughs> you know. two. That's right. I compared it to Karate Kid, motherfucker. Why um, did you do that? <laughs> she literally breaks up with him like seconds after Karate Kid. Uh, uh, when Karate Kid two opens, he's on a plane to what? Oh. Fucking Shanghai. Is not is Shanghai. Melissa, Where did he go? Is Melissa, what? I don't forget it. <laughs> is Melissa Benoist up for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress? Uh, Please tell me she's not. Ooh. You know, I want to say that name is familiar. No, she's not a professional like, supporting actress. Good, because what is she in this movie for? For like ten minutes, if that. Literally, literally ten minutes. She got top billing. That's got to be in her contract. Yeah, it's a, but, but the fuck, really? I haven't. I've never seen her before. I I liked how little she was in the film too. I like that. It's, oh yeah, here, here's here's why she's fucked up. Yeah, yeah I like her. how he he just says, "I want to be the best ever," so I can't see you anymore. And that's probably wrong on his part, but that is the mental state that he put himself in because of how hard he wants to work for Fletcher, you know? Mm. Well, but- and not to say that Fletcher put him in that position because he didn't. He didn't tell him, listen, you got to practice, eat, sleep, you know, but, but drink this. He, he decided do to do it. Fletcher, though. He does it for himself, but he but also kind of wants to show Fletcher... Yeah, I got it. Well, but and, 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 as a teacher pupil kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, but then you can ask the question too: Who are you trying to please? And and obviously, he's trying to please himself. He's trying to become, you know, perfect. He's trying to be, you know, that that unobtainable goal of perfection as an artist. Uh, well, you know, argu- arguably unobtainable. But um, lost my train of thought on that. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but um, Paul Reiser was great. Uh, oh yeah, he played his father. Um, the, you know the, you know what's interesting yeah. about Paul Reiser's character, and it's something simple. I've what? never seen it done before, and when I saw it, I'm like, why did I? Have I why have I never thought of that? The opening shot when he's with his son in the movie theater, and his son just pours raisinets all in his popcorn, and I'm like, uh huh. That's a great fucking idea. <laughs> it's just, it does nothing. No. I mean, I've had popcorn that have had things like peanuts and things in it. But to be in a movie theater and just, I say, pour like that's, Reese's Pieces all in your popcorn. That, that, I never, that, I, it's, it's an old, that's an old thing. Um, a, a lot of people do it with dots, too. Fuck that. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. No, that, but that's not, that's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting that it's the first time you've seen it. I'm First not time. criticizing you as a person, but Sounds like yeah, but that that's actually that actually kind of shows like uh, the era that his father's supposed to come from, and it's that difference between right. you know the older generation because he doesn't even like it, you know, 
Um, and even that, that shows, I mean, that scene defines Andrew as a character, too, as, you know, he tells him, I don't like that. He said, but you never said anything. You know, how old, you know, how old are you? We've been doing this for so long. He says, right. yeah, I just eat around. Uh, and then right there, this again, this is fucking screenwriting. They are showing you what this character is. This character is a pleaser. This character is not somebody that makes waves. This is somebody that knows what they want, but they uh, they're not the kind of person to really uh, you know they're not a trailblazer. He's just a he's a meek person. Uh, he's not going to impose himself on somebody else. And then you know that's such a great way. So even if you don't catch it, it that put into that impression of you of this character. You know that and how he acts when he's around the girl. I mean he maybe overplays it just a little bit with the meekness. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, you could you could like line that his character up to uh, uh, Cumberbatch in um, uh, and Gamma. I, and I think I said his name right, and I didn't mean to. Uh, in the Imitation <laughs> Game, where he's a very like almost Asperger's type uh, character, very shy, avoiding eye contact, that kind of thing. But I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that moment because that's one of those moments. Where this underlines how great of a screenplay this is. Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's not what I was intending, but. Oh no, I know, but that's, that's why I say I'm glad you mentioned it because it leads into that. Um, uh, I, I I can't say I, I loved this film. I, I and I didn't again. I was watching it. I I, I might I was going to watch it eventually because I like J.K. Simmons. I mean, who doesn't? Jesus, he's, he's oh, in I mean, I've, everything. I've loved him since Oz, the show Oz on HBO, yeah. where he was a neo-Nazi white supremacist. <laughs> but but I but I yeah, he's one of those actors you can watch. Oh, I've seen his dick. Yeah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, um, it's not a film I would have gone to see. I would have seen it as quickly as if I would have seen it now, and yeah. I'm glad I did because this just was just. Uh, it's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but with music, and that's not even. That's a horrible analogy. I should take that back. Uh, but that, it's just that, that. That really, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> sucks. The Hawkman didn't like that one either. Last no? week, the Hawkman paid a visit to our show. Out, out, and, by, uh, by Hawk he's Man. just he's by just Hawk... he's just he's just in the background kind of listening to what we talk about can we, can we explain who the Hawkman is the Hawkman oh, uh Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking from the theory of everything he made That's a guest right. appearance he show. made a guest appearance last week in the show if you haven't listened to it well he's here and he uh -huh. he liked JK Simmons too he did so he had, actually really? has something to say about JK Simmons what JK Simmons is one badass motherfucker well, we knew that, Stephen. Thank you. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. The Hawkman totally respects this Fletcher guy. He seems like he gets a ton of pussy. <laughs> oh, <it's> so good. <laughs> He's so smart. Mm -hmm. uh, he just has so much to well, say. The, the thing about Paul Reiser in the film uh, playing Andrew's mm -hmm. father is that it, it, it was so nice for somebody who spent like you know a portion of their lives growing up watching him on you know mad about you and all this bullshit it was it was kind of refreshing to watch him not doing his shtick oh yeah not doing, eh, you know you know like that kind of like that kind of like uh like a caucasian uh, now I, 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 metaphors i got my similes are just like blowing today but uh he, he he it was like a cross between Jackie Mason and um Seinfeld what he yeah. would do it's like, yeah, you know, the, uh, yeah, like, like, like what? It's not my locker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like he, he did that all. You know, through aliens, everything. It was always that same thing. It was so great to see him not do that. It's like, oh, just. He, it's yeah. almost like he retired. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't do that anymore. It's like Seinfeld. Yeah, I'm not funny anymore. I'm just. Well, I think I think what ha I think what broke him is last year he had the Paul Reiser show. It was on like one of the major networks, ABC. NBC, I was not aware CBS. of that. Uh, it lasted one night. They canceled really? it after one night. I think they intended on canceling it no matter what. Uh, and unless the ratings were through the roof, they were going to cancel it. So I saw that oh. one episode. I didn't think the show... It wasn't a great show, but I didn't think it was one night cancellation worthy. So, I mean, other so shows, they, they go through an entire, you know, whatever, half season for test, you know, for testing. And then they say, nah, we're not picking it up. One night. So Chevy Chase's <laughs> show lasted longer than Paul Reiser's. Oh, you mean Community? No, Chevy Chase's talk, his night show, remember? Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, Ooh. Community. No, no, that's not his show. I'm talking about his show. 
Yeah. I mean, that lasted, what, six episodes? I forget. So, it didn't... I think, it, yeah, it was... Usually, they always grant six, and if it gets good ratings, they pick it up for another six. Um, uh-huh. You know, usually in their first season, six or seven, whatever it is, for 13. Well, they can't 12, do the 13. second season. It'd be too late then. The studio orders six episodes. They always do. If the ratings are good... Because with six, you get egg roll. They'll pick it up, and they'll push out another six or seven for the same season. Yep. Yeah. Keep it up. But I mean, there's not there's not much to say about Whiplash. Uh, great performances all around, and you're if you're not in the music, you're still gonna love this movie. R- Abs- really, absolutely, um, yeah. And the end the ending is just a sh- it's just a, a it's a climax. It is a climax, and almost a climax that you're not expecting. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, they, it really it, the film does kind of uh, well. It's the it's the J.K. Simmons character. It's he is such a manipulative um dodgy character that you do get glimpses into uh like a soul or a heart behind this guy but he always manages to crush that before you get too good of a look oh yeah the the thing with jk simmons character um is (sighs) where's white tight black shirts He's in good shape for what sixty. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, not fuck a, with him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, just going back to his Oz days, I don't think he's ever been in anything I didn't like. Even the small supporting role he had in the Mexican with Brad Pitt, I liked. Still haven't seen it. Really? It's a, uh, you know what? Gore, Gore Verbinski before he was you know The Ring and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've never seen it. Um, I got halfway through the Lady Killers remake by the Cullen Brothers, and uh, I'm Ooh, not sure if I cared for with, that. This one with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not, I never finished it, so I, you know, but I can't say I, I cared for it too much. So that might be the one film he was in at, off the top of my head that I was, eh, wasn't too thrilled. Now, Burn After Reading, I loved him. He was good in minor character again, still. Right. Oh, Burn After uh, Reading. That's that's. I really like that. You know what? Yeah. The Coen brothers did that right after they did No Country for Old Men, and it just felt like they just wanted to have fun making a movie. Not that they that they didn't with No Country, but they just said, you know what? Let's do a fun movie, and then they did that one right after. Right. So. Yeah, and 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 I, I Miles Teller is definitely going to be on the map after this. I mean, it's just. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, he's already got Fantastic Four, and if that actually becomes who's he a playing? Real fr- I believe he's playing Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, so and, and, and am I right? Is it, it's a black person playing uh, the Human Torch? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. I, I just, uh, it was like I'm watching the trailer. It's like I'm trying to guess. All right, who's gonna be who? Who's it? And you know, maybe it's racist. I don't know. But I saw a black person. I saw okay, he's gonna be Ben Grimm. What's <laughs> <laughs> up with that? What? Yeah. And then, even and I, I had to say to myself. Why would you assume the black guy is going to be the the big orange got monster? What's what, what's up with that? I, 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 I have no excuse for that. It was it was wrong on my part to make that assumption based solely on race. I don't I don't know why. Uh huh. I don't even know what's a negative racial stereotype. I don't know. I I never considered that a black character, so I don't know why I thought of that. But well, maybe because I thought okay that that way he's not black through the entire film. <laughs> but that's he's... the true with the Human Torch too. I'm sure when he's on fire, he's not going to look black. So, I hope they make. I hope they make some underlying, even just in passing, Richard Pryor jokes. I just, I'm, I'm hoping. Ah, uh, dude, I, I think Scrooge <laughs> was enough. I don't think we need more of that. Uh, that, that's one of my favorite scenes in Scrooge. I'm just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I thought you were Richard Pryor. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm just glad that Reed Richards isn't. Um, you okay? I'm good. I thought I heard you choke. I uh, did. I'm just glad that Reed Richards is young enough where they won't have the creepy, yeah, I'm dating a 12-year-old thing from the uh, Roger uh, Corman film. Yeah. 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 Well, they replaced everyone in the new Fantastic Four film with, you know, basically a, a very young cast. Well, Not that actors, the previous yeah. films were, you know, they were old by any means, but they just, they're really going for a young crowd. Yeah, what, what's his guy, what, what's, the, what's his name, the guy that was playing Reed Richards in, in the, uh, the last shitty ones? It's like, oh, yeah, put, some, put a white streak in his hair. No, definitely looks older. Yeah. What? what, what? <laughs> There's no way he's the same age as everybody else. No, he's definitely you know, he's up there in years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so that's twice now we've, we've somehow sidetracked from Whiplash 
to the Fantastic Four reboot. It's so at, only at point, because Miles is in that film. That's the only so we reason should, why. We should, pr- we should probably take that as a sign that we're and, ready to rate the film. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, now I love this after, film. Really, I really liked it. I don't want I to don't, set a precedent. I, I don't think ten. I think I think nine. I go nine. We'll not go lower than nine. Definitely not lower than nine. I can't think of a reason not to give it a ten, but I'm not going to fight you on it. Uh, I, I'll go nine. No, I'm I'm good with nine. I mean, t- ten says perfect. You now, know? He, uh, now he, here here's here's one of the things that like like the whole idea of IMDb and and rating this stuff uh, that I hate. It's number thirty-eight now on IMDb. Oh, really? Eight point yeah, six, a, I believe a, it's currently at. What? I think it's eight point six uh, yes. on IMDb. How many votes? Yeah, so I forget. Ninety-three thousand. So yeah, it's right. uh, it's in the top two hundred and fifty. It's number thirty-eight. That's out of all the films ever. Well, it's in it's in its early stages. It's gonna drop. But, but you know what? But you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like. Okay, the popularity is there, so the numbers are high, and everybody's high. But it's the top; it's number thirty-eight out of all the films ever. How do you even equate that? You know, yeah. it's just an odd thing when you when you actually run. It's like, okay, this is the popularity; this is the proper order. That's why when people ask me like, "What's your favorite film?" Said, Shit, I'm not going to limit it down to one. I'll give you like my top ten in each genre, maybe. I'll give you like a yeah. smattering. But how how do you say, "Oh, this is the number one film"? How does how do you say this film's number thirty-eight? When it just came out this year, and we have like a, a century of uh, of the majority of our film history, like a exactly. century of movies. Exactly. I how do you do that? Uh, but I mean, but I'll, I'll go in with you and hit nine, which you know pro- pro- maybe probably jump it up to thirty six or thirty seven, which makes even less sense. <laughs> well, we'll look at uh, it in six months. Guaranteed in six months, it'll probably be hovering around eight, eight point one, and it will what- have a lot more votes. It'll probably still be in the top two fifty. But maybe like in the lower, you know, maybe two hundred, two two. That's why, it, that's why it still feels so arbitrary to me. You know, that's all. Yeah. Uh, so so we're we're in the uh, we're in the we're in we're with the popular uh, vote here. Thirty three percent is the highest amount for nine. Okay. And then our demographics, the highest demographic is tied, nine point three for males and females. No, sorry for uh, it's not tied. I read it wrong. Um. Males under 18 gave it the highest at 9.3. Right. Uh, the lowest is uh, males 45 and old, older, 8.3. And there's this, this weird, there's a steady slope in the in the uh, demographics here. The older you get, the less likely you are to think it's less likely you are to think it's a great film. The older it's you like are. the young, the older you are, the younger people 9.3 uh, age under age 18 9.3, uh, over 45 8.3. It's not. It's only one point, but wow. it's like a steady. It's a no, steady that's, that's curve. That's a lot, though. It's a lot. It's it's weird. I it's like the older you get, you're like ah, eh, fuck that kid. Maybe should maybe he should be working at a deli. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. that, the, maybe jazz is fucking dead. Uh, like me inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that grumpy old man. And uh, I just find it. I just find it interesting that the, you have the highest amount of votes amongst a generation that hasn't really been exposed to jazz. Uh, no, I don't, I don't but think, you know what? It, it, the you know youngest, what? The younger generations are really. It, I say that. I bet a lot I, of it is they're they're into music, they're in band. It's just yeah. they're. I I have a feeling that that's the way that's going with that. But it's funny because I say that. Oh, that younger generation that's had never really been exposed to jazz. My generation was never ex- exposed to the jazz. Yeah. There was there was not a jazz uh, peak in the eighties. <laughs> we never. I mean, and the, the the most you had was when swing became popular for a year and a half. We we didn't have a jazz era, so I don't know why I'm talking like, oh, you know, they didn't have the exposure. We didn't either. <laughs> jazz kind of died with like disco. Might have died. Might have died longer than before that. Well, about you know that final nail. And I'm just saying for American culture. I'm not saying the art form or anything itself. I'm not knocking jazz. <laughs> Jazz, all that jazz, all that jazz. Oh, let me start on that. But uh, uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, nine stars, and uh, definitely a contender for best actor and best adapted screenplay. And definitely. What do you th- What do you think for best picture? I don't think so. Do you think? Um, 
Now, according to... Since um, I haven't seen Selma, I haven't seen Imitation Game, but from what I have seen, I still I still go Grand Budapest. Mm-hmm. Then I go Birdman. We'll review that next. Then I'd go this. Really? That would be my top three. Now, according to IMDb, and I don't have the numbers to prove this, it says it's, it's the, it has the lowest budget of any film ever nominated for Best Picture. Really? That's what it says. I don't know if that's true. Three point three wrote million. Fact. So, yeah, somebody wrote that fact down, and IMDb published it. Doesn't mean it's real, but that's right. what I saw. Um, it was a very low budget film, and they shot it in like like what a couple weeks. Yeah, it was like a twelve, sixteen days. They, they yeah, shot it in no time. And previously, uh, I believe the lowest uh, budgeted film that has nominated and won was The Hurt Locker, with like, I think it was fifteen million or. Or less. It was something like seven, between eight and fifteen million. I think it was in that range. What? What's, so, what's I mean, the it might be right. Three point three. I remembered it being three point three million. Right, and this was a film they couldn't even get funding for the film, so they, they did a short film and they won some a Sundance or something like that, and then with that they got the funding to make the film. Wow. So this this is a movie no one wanted to make besides the people making it, which is usually a sign. That's usually a sign. It's a good film. If Hollywood won't bite it. Like, who wants to watch a kid drumming for an hour and a half? Holy shit, they're probably. Wouldn't it be funny? And I don't know what the yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the name of the short film is, but is it nominated for best short film this year? No, no, that that would be hilarious. But no, that would that would be double I would, jeopardy. I would love that. See, now you have me looking because I don't have the answer. You know, if that was the case, we would have heard about it by now. Someone would have mentioned it. it yeah, been, it would have been that it's up for really? best picture and best short film. So you're right; it okay. probably isn't. Oh, and. and also, no black uh, actors or actresses nominated for this film. No, no. Although one of them was told that uh, that he shouldn't. Um, what did he say? Don't come early. It's not your boyfriend's dick. <laughs> uh, it's, Fucking, yeah, it's yeah. Great. It, it, J.K. Simmons. Got, it's great. Got us. Yeah, that, that's that's it. Yeah, I guarantee. It, it, who's hosting the Oscars this year? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, thank God! <laughs> All right, should be should be fun. Should be fun. Yes, it should. Uh, oh, the scene that's on right now is the dinner, uh, the dinner scene where he's at the dinner table <laughs> with, the, with the two jocks. I rewound that because uh, that was, uh, it was, it was you great. Know and that's what I was talking about. with this film has these peak because you have these all these scenes where like this kid's not talking or he's very you know you know very uh, meek and and then like all of a sudden you'll get into this and, and all the dialogue's slow methodical then violent then slow and then you hit this dinner scene and all of a sudden you get this kind of rapid fire wit going back and forth you're not prepared for it right and it's like holy you know and just when you get into the swing of it like it stops and now you're back to like just like him like uh, watching drums on his phone and it, it, this film has that kind of it's the it, this film has uh, the silence in between the notes right it, it, it's really this this film this oh, that's that, that's a thing <laughs> this 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 movie is a jazz film in some ways, so definitely. Even if you, if you after you watch this, you might even like start listening. I guarantee, like jazz is up like two hundred percent on on Spotify or whatever the fuck it is. Oh right, yeah. um, the two jocks. I mean, it just they totally bombard his achievements, like because he's genuinely being asked like what he's doing, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this and that, and then they just jump in well, and like, you know, it's like yeah, we're, we're great. We're, we're jocks, we're doing this, and then the father is saying how awesome they are, too. And at one point, you know, it's, <clears throat> what does the one of them say? It's like, come play with us? He's like, yeah, that's four words you'll never hear from the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and again, it, it's a scene, it, yeah, it's, it's comic relief, it's humor, and it's a nice, and a change of pace in the film. It's a nice up-tempo, but at the same time, this film, this hi- it highlights the whole, how alone this person is as a character, where Nobody understands what he's trying to do. Nobody, and he, you know, even when he like gets up the nerve to, like to explain what he's trying to do, no one gets it. No one understands it. No one's really supporting him to an right. extent. Uh, so I mean, he he's all he has, and this teacher who's, you know, pushing him, even though he's just, you know, emotionally abusing him, he's the only one that gets it. Oh and, yeah, and, totally. Yeah. So I mean, and and that's and that is why he goes and he breaks up with his. I don't even know if they're boyfriend girlfriend, but whoever she is to him, he goes and he breaks up with her 
because he's in. And that's not a spoiler alert because it's in the fucking trailer. Oh, it's yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. it's a big part of the trailer. It's prominent. <laughs> it's it sets up. It's like, listen, I want to be the best, and you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna allow me to do that. So I'm ending it's it one, now. It's what her scene in the trailer is one fifth of her role in the entire film. It really is. It really is. Um, I, I guess they just had to put her in there so it wasn't like a sausage fest. Well, yeah, <laughs> you gotta have. Yeah, some estrogen in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, estrogen. Yes. All right, start. so it's we should go ahead some... and then end the show then. Yeah, we'll move right into Birdman. Bird yeah, all right, let's go ahead and end the show. And as yes. a matter of fact, uh, the Hawkman wants to end the show for us. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. So let's go ahead and let him do that. Sing it, Hawkman. Hawkman wants to thank you for joining us at Movie Sucktastic. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all our shows there. Listen using the player or watch the show live at livestream.com forward slash moviesucktastic. You can go to iTunes and download or listen to all of our shows there as well. Don't forget to leave a review. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktast.com. You can do a search online using your favorite search engine. Scott likes Google. Google it! Just do a search for Movie Sucktastic <laughs> and you'll find everything I just mentioned. Don't forget to get the free Android app for your phone or tablet. Everything is on there and it's free, bitch. Hawkman out. <laughs> it's free what? It's free, bitch. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey, he's not the he's, most articulate. He's all twisted up and shit. So I, I thought you he know. said free veg. I, I was like, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Yeah, he's all twisted up. So anyway, all right, let's go ahead and get the hell out of here. Uh, I don't think I'll be letting the Hawkman chime in anymore. He's just he's just not good at this. So <laughs> anyway, you uh you got any words of wisdom there? I'll fuck you like a pig. Yeah. What are you, one of those one-tier guys? (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. His ringtone's coming with that bitch. Oh, yeah. You know it.